October 21st, 2023. You listen to Scott Speaks. I feel like I'm doing these like every other week now, <laughs> which is not good. Uh, I should be doing a show either with Todd or Jamie and I should be doing a show. And past couple weeks at least, or at least past couple times I've done this, Jamie and I have been like, yeah, we should do a show. And then... Uh, I don't think about it, or I don't remind her until 8 or 9 o'clock on a Saturday. She's like, I don't want to do it now. So here we are. Maybe we'll do a show tomorrow. It's Saturday night as I'm speaking. Um, maybe we'll do a show tomorrow. It's a possibility. We'll see. Anyway, um, but yeah, Todd, it wasn't Todd's fault this week. Typically it is, but it wasn't this week. I, and you may hear it in my voice, and if you don't, you'll probably hear me sniffling at some point in this. I came down with something on Wednesday, and here we are Saturday, and I'm like still in the throes of it. It sucks. Um, very sick, very congested, just worn down, tired. Like I was telling Jamie earlier that she had me run something upstairs, and we were putting the kid to bed, and I got up there, and I was like, I feel like I'm winded. From, you know, we have a tri-level house from running from the bottom floor to the top floor. Like, that shouldn't happen. But, uh, you know, that's just what happens when you get sick. It just, it beats your body up. And there's a little more reason that it could have been tough for me to do that. And I'll, I'll get to that in a second. But, um, so anyway, so that's why we didn't do the show. Is because, because uh, I'm under the weather. Or I was feeling under the weather on Thursday night, which is typically when we record and it did not get any better on Friday nights. And Todd and I almost never record on the weekends. I think we've done that once, maybe twice. But so as today wore on, I was just like, uh, I'll, I'll record my own. And like Clemson had a night game. Clemson lost. I don't want to talk about it. Um, they had a night game. And so that game didn't end until close to midnight East Coast time. So it was like 10 o'clock here and I... 9.45, I think, is when it ended. And I was like, well, I'm on my own. But that's okay. Because earlier in the day, I, I had an event. And I figured that's what I'd talk about. But talk about it more than just, here's what the event was and here's what happened. Um, talk about it from a kind of a deeper perspective, if you will. And yes, I will probably, you'll hear me attempt to get my voice as low as possible today, or tonight, as I'm doing this. I can't help it. When I'm ill, and my voice naturally wants to find those lower registers, I want to kind of force it down there whenever possible. It's not It's not as great. I At other stages of illness, I can sound even better, at least for microphone purposes, but it's not there right now. It's just raspy and annoying. But anyway... So the, the, the point of Scott Speaks tonight, I wanted to talk to you guys about uh, something that, I don't want to say it's personal to me because it's not, but I think my path in this regard is personal because everyone's path is different. And that is the relationship that I have with running and specifically racing. So, as I mentioned, there was an event this morning 
at a park not far from where we live, there was a like a cross country meet. It was like an open meet. It's mostly for kids. There's a lot of like running clubs and running teams for people that aren't yet of the age that they can compete at the high school level in the greater Denver area. And so every year, the third Saturday, this, uh, or is this the second? No, this third Saturday. This, uh, this company runs a, a cross-country meet. And so the order of events, and I'm not lying, was a, I just had it pulled up a second ago, but it was a 5K. That was the first event. Um, just an open 5K for anyone that wanted to register, all ages. Then they had a 2K if you're 8 and under, a 3K for 10 and under, a 3K for 12 and under, and then a 4K for 14 and under. So again, clearly geared towards that late elementary school, or even mid, 8 and under, my goodness, that's third grade, I think. Mid to late elementary school age kids and all the way up through kids that are not quite in high school but want to have a chance to compete, run cross country. So it's, it's a great thing, all in favor of it. They also had a half mile fun run for like really small kids, which was pretty funny. That was right after the 5K and that was pretty funny to watch because as you would expect, these are like five, four, five, six-year-olds and uh, the, the, the gun goes off. They don't actually have a gun, but you know, set go is said and these kids just sprint because that's all kids know to do at that age is sprint. And Jamie and I were sitting there watching and I was like, she was like, man, they're really moving fast. I was like, just, just wait and see. Half of these kids won't even finish the race. And I don't know that that was exactly true, but uh, several of the kids that were out in front sprinting, by the time they got back around towards the finish line area, they they were no longer sprinting. They'd slowed down drastically. But in any event, so it was cross-country race. I heard about this five weeks ago, something like that. I was like, all right, cool. My running has been utter garbage for a while. Uh, this summer I focused more on cycling than I did on running, even though I really only cycled on the weekends, but occasionally like on, you know, July 4th, like any sort of three day weekend, any off day that wasn't a work day, I'd, I'd go for a ride. And these are 90 minute, two hour ride. I mean, these are, you know, 20, 25, 30 miles bike rides. And you, you can get in shape doing that. And I felt great with how my cycling went this summer. I did my Mount Evans climb about a month ago now, something like that, month, six weeks ago. And uh, I was like, all right, hopefully I'll be able to translate this shape that I had gotten in into running for the fall. Again, not even knowing about the race at that point in time, but, you know, just kind of get into a bit of a streak here because contrary to many people that live here in Denver, I do or contrary to many people that run, period, I do much better in the fall and the winter, even the Denver winter. If it's five degrees, I've talked about this on this show before, if it's five degrees and snowing, I'm your guy. I'm going to strap up, strap in, strap whatever. I'm strapping on all the clothes that I need to stay warm, but I'm going out there and I'm running because I just... My body just does better with that sort of a scenario for whatever reason. So um, it's just true. I can't really explain it. I just like it. I like the and, and like right now, I've done some morning runs over the past few weeks. You know, it's 45, 50 degrees. 
I just, it, it gives me an energy. I can't really explain it other than say it gives me an energy. So anyway, I was hoping to carry some of that, uh, that bike momentum into running for the fall. Because again, I really since the pandemic, I guess, which perhaps not surprisingly coincided with me turning 40. I, I don't know what it is, but um, like I, my running has just not been the same. And what I mean by that, to keep it simplistic, is even five, six years ago, if I was really in a, in a groove with running, I could do 35, 40 miles a week, which if I look 10 to 15 years ago, that would be a, a light week. But I could do 35, 40 miles a week, long run of 8 to 10 miles, you know, pace between 7 and 7.30. Like, none of that was an issue. I could do that without even thinking about it. And then suddenly, the pandemic hit. At least it feels like it was suddenly the pandemic hit. And I just couldn't do that anymore. And, and, and every year since then, it's gotten worse. Like, I will... There, there was a, there's, it's not all the time, but there have been days over the past year to 18 months where I'll go out knowing I'm only going to do like three miles and I get a half mile in and I'm like, I can't do this. I have to walk. And that's embarrassing to admit as a lifelong runner. I know I'm getting out. Some of you are listening and like, well, you exercise every day, Scott. Like that's a win. Sure. But five years ago, that would have been a win. 10 years ago, I'd be laughing at myself if I knew this is where I'd be. So, so like that's happening. And then like the idea of a long run over five miles. Nope. Can't do it. No chance. I'd be doing so much walking. It'd be, it'd be a waste of time. And so I've, and look, by the way, I'm open to any suggestions for anyone listening to this. And there are certain people that I know might actually have some suggestions for me, but they're probably not listening to this. But, um, I've tried taking time off completely, like taking two weeks completely off. I've tried like really pushing through it and like forcing. I did, this was like six months ago. I was like, all right, here's what I'm going to do. There's a elementary school across the street, basically across the street from where we live. And they have a 250, basically 250 meter track, dirt track. It's terrible. It's on a hill. But anyway, <laughs> I mean, it's not like a big hill, but it's, it's slanted. It's, you should not be doing workouts on it, but I've done plenty of workouts there in the almost nine years we've lived here. But anyway, um, and I said, all right, here's what I'm going to do. On the first day of the month, I think this was August. No, it was a while ago. Maybe it was May. I can't remember, but it was about to be a new month. And I said, the first day of the month, I'm going to go over there and I'm going to do 15 laps on the track. That's about two miles. And it's about a quarter mile to get there. So it's two and a half mile run. And every day I'm going to do one more lap. So do 15 the first day, 16 the next day, 17 and so on. And, you know, as a distance runner, I have the ability to block it out of my mind how boring that is. Just going across the street, essentially, and doing all these laps and coming back home. But I was like, if I can do it for a month, I'll go from... Again, starting at 15 laps is two miles. In the month, I'll be doing 45 laps, which is essentially six plus miles, but just building very, very slowly. 
and I made it about four days, I think. And then I either got like a, a twitchy little injury or maybe there were a couple days in a row where it was like really bad weather, like raining or snowing or something. And that's one thing about that track is you, if it snows, it quickly gets iced over because old Betty's from the neighborhood are out here come over and walk on it. And then it just, they crunch down the snow and it ruins it. Um, but for some reason I couldn't go over there. It was, it was towards the end of the first week. And so I bailed on it and it wasn't going great anyway. And here's the other thing I was doing the situation where I'd run like three quarters of the loop and then walk the top part of it, which is only like 30 meters, but I'd walk that 30 and then run the rest of the way around, walk the 30. Like, again, these are in the history of my running career. These are all foreign concepts to me. You have to walk it all. Yeah. You stop at crosswalks. You stop and you're crossing the street, that sort of thing. Otherwise, when you go out for a run, you're going out for a run. You're not going out for a run walk. You're not going out for a jog or a joggle or whatever. And so it's been very tough for me to even come to grips with that. So so that didn't work. I tried taking a week or two off completely. That didn't really work. You know, I got, the, yeah, the first day or two even that you get back, you're like, oh, man, I feel so energized. Well, yeah, it's because you haven't been doing anything with your body for two weeks. And then you're right back where you where you were before. And so... It's one of several things, in my opinion. It's either on the wrong side of 40, which is, if that's the only reason, that's the most acceptable one for me. Like, I can deal with that because there's nothing I can do about that. <laughs> you know, obviously. Um, sorry, I had to plug in my computer there. Um, so it's either that and or the fact that since 2020, I've had COVID twice that I know of. You know, and I'm, what do they call them, long haul carrier or whatever. Like it's still impacting specifically my my VO2 max, like my ability to intake oxygen. Because I think that's what it is. That's just been damaged somehow. Again, perhaps because of age, but perhaps because of COVID. I'm not, do, don't, don't take this the wrong way. I'm not doing some sort of conspiracy theory about the vaccine. I did get the vaccine and the booster, but that's not what I'm saying. I'm just saying that COVID may have like, gummed up the works in my lungs to make it so that I, I just can't do what I used to be able to do. Now, on that note, this is all coming full circle back to what I did this morning, but on that note, um, I've, I've not really tried, at least in the past year or two, to do any sort of speed work because I just know it would be a complete waste. And I can maybe go out and do some 200s you know, maybe 400s, but anything beyond that, I'm not going to be able to do it. It's it's going to be a joke. So, but that's what I want to get to. I want to get back to where I can actually do a speed workout. I used to love doing speed workouts. Like, let me test myself. But I, if I can't even complete the warm-up, you know, what's the point? So, so anyway, there's several things going on here that could have had a negative impact on my my running and specifically, my racing. Now, before this morning, to the best of my recollection, I can't think of one that I've done since COVID. The last race I did was December of 2019. It was a five-mile race at another park a little further away. Um, and it, it wasn't nearly as bad as this morning, but 
I I thought I was in shape, and I was probably in decent shape. I knew I wasn't as trained up as I should have been, or typically am. But um, but I remember I went out with the leaders for a while, and then I just kind of slowly fell back and fell back. And again, it's this is going to sound like I'm bragging. I'm not. Certainly not after this morning. But typically, for the majority of my history of racing, running, road racing, what have you, cross country, I'm, I'm not the guy who goes out and at the first, you know, at the, at the one mile point, I'm in first place. And then by the end, 25 people have passed me. Like, that's not what I do. That's what happened at that five mile race. And that's certainly what happened this morning. I'm typically a little more conservative at the start, but so that's, that's been weird too. Like just facing that reality of having so many people pass me and having people, and this sounds rude, but having people pass me where it's like, what, why am I, why are you in front of me right now? This should not be, you're the wrong shape. You're the wrong age You're whatever. You don't fit the part of someone who would be passing me. Obviously, that's not true for everyone that passed me, either today or that five-miler. But so anyway, to fill in what happened this morning, and I'm not going to say the time because I'm utterly petrified. Not petrified. I'm just embarrassed by it. Um, I, I ran the slowest 5K of my life. And that includes the first one I ever ran when I was, I think, 11 years old. Uh, I ran a faster 5K when I was 11 than what I ran this morning. Now, to be fair, it was a cross-country course. It actually had a creek crossing. There were three creek crossings that did slow me down. There's three uh, hay bale jumps. Now, these didn't slow me down necessarily, but like it wasn't. An, it was a true cross-country, and it was the majority of the grass you were running. Well, maybe not the majority. About half the time, the grass you're running in is was very thick. So it was, it was a tough course. It is a tough course. I think even in my best, I would have struggled to put up an impressive time on that course. And that's the, the beauty and the, the crappy part about cross country is like, particularly when I was in high school, you're trying to always improve your time and set a PR. But every course is so different, you know, typically. Um, is the, you know, what's the train look like? Is it rolling hills? Is it on a golf course? Is it... You know, you just never know. They're all different. So anyway, um, I will say, before I forget, I did wear my spikes, which I cannot tell you the last time I wore those spikes. It was probably 15 plus years ago. Um, and they are the same spikes that I bought my senior year of high school. So they're 27 years old. But they did a great job. I have no complaints about the spikes today. And I think there were a few sidewalk crossings, but... 98.5% of your steps were on, you know, grass or dirt or whatever. So spikes made sense. Um, so I was pretty proud of that. But anyway, um, so very difficult course. I knew I wasn't in good shape to begin with. That certainly played a role. And then by far the biggest impact is that I'm still in the midst of this sickness. And it can't be undersold how critical not being sick is <laughs> if you want to put together a good a good athletic performance of probably any kind. I mean, you hear about, 
you know, all sorts of athletes. There's the Michael Jordan flu game, whatever. I don't need to go into it. You guys understand. Whether you're an athlete or have ever done anything athletic at all, you know that if you're sick, your body's just drained. It's weak. It's tired. And that's exactly what my body is and was this morning. So it's just very difficult to perform at peak level. But all of this, the past 15 minutes of me jabbering, all of this is to say that I have considered, and I've considered, I've been thinking about this for a while now, I've considered taking a step back with the potential for completely retiring from competitive racing, competitive running. And I said this to the wife, and she was like, no, that's silly. Like, you just said, you know, that's fine. I get it. I appreciate the encouragement. Thank you, dear. But... It, it, look, running will always be a part of my life, I, I, I think, as long as my body will allow it to be. Um, but when even, as I was describing the past couple of years, when even the training is discouraging, you know, look, if I'd had great, if I'd had six great months of training and then I got sick and I went out and had a crappy race, that's one thing. But I, I haven't put together six weeks of good training in years. And so it's just, it's very discouraging. And so the thought has crossed my mind, like, do I just completely shift gears? I, I have a love for the sport. I have a love for running. Uh, there are health benefits for someone like me specifically that are very important. Do I just switch to that? And maybe switching the mindset will like open it up to just being more carefree. And then I can like, trick myself <laughs> into, oh, I've gone a while with not really caring about my pace or my distance or whatever, and but I'm still tracking it, and suddenly I have a few good weeks in a row of, of training. Oh, maybe I'll see if I can ride this. Maybe I'll go do a speed workout and see what it feels like. Go to the track and do, you know, four by 400 and just see what it feels like. See what kind of times I can put up. I mean, it's it's kind of hilarious because... This goes back four or five years now when it was potentially still realistic that this, that this could happen. I had thought to myself, I want to see just independently, no comp not an official competition, I want to see if I can run a sub-five-minute mile. I used to run sub-five-minute miles all the time in high school and track. And I was like, why? if I, if I just hyper-focused on that, why would I not be able to do that? By the way, one other X factor is that I have a daughter who's nearly 21 months old. I'm not trying to point the finger of blame to her, but it doesn't help. Let's just throw that out there. Anyway, um, and I was like, it's just, you know, four 75-second laps. I can do that. And so I started, this was like 2018, 2019. I started the training for it, and I'd go out to the, there's a couple tracks nearby that I can use to do that sort of training. And I went out and I was like, all right, let me do a, I do like 800s and then I do ladder workouts, like 800, 400, 200, 400, 800, that sort of thing. And, uh, but I remember I did one workout, I think it was six by 400. I was barely under 80 each one. And I had like three minutes rest in between. I know I'm getting very technical, so I apologize for those that aren't following or don't care. But I was like, if it's, essentially three minute rest is huge. 
So basically, if it's killing me to try to get sub 80 on a single lap, and I'm supposed to tie four of those together without stopping, I was like, this is not going to happen. And so I kind of let off the gas with the training for that for a while. And then uh, Chris, friend of mine, Chris, fellow runner, I think he said that he ran like a 450, I'm sorry, like a 550 or 548. He's a, he's a coach. He's a high school coach. He uses assistant coach at the time. He's like, ran a 548 at practice today. And I was like, okay, let me just see if I can break that. The five minute thing ain't going to happen. Let me see if I can break 548. And so I remember being very cold the night I did it and even raining a little bit, but uh, I just found the flattest, least interrupted by traffic route that I could and just ran a, a street mile, if you will. And I ran like a 542, but it took everything. I mean, it, it killed me. It took everything out of me. And I was like, what, what, what made me think I could break five minutes? But even, even saying that, like you hear about people that I'm not even saying people my age or older that set these new records. A lot of those people, and this isn't all of them, a lot of them started running much later in life. So they don't have all the mileage that I already have on my body. So that's one advantage to those people. But, but regardless, you hear about these people that maybe did run a lot when they were in high school or college, took a decade off, came back, and like they you know rediscovered the love for the sport and started putting up good times. Like, could I be that person? But I think the odd thing for me is, as I was mentioning earlier, even if I step away from racing or even retire from racing altogether, which I'm suggesting, I don't, I don't know that I can just stop running. And that does factor in with where I live because there's certain, there's several months out of the year and several weather condition months out of the year where, you know, cycling would be the, the obvious alternative for me where it's very difficult, not impossible, though sometimes is impossible, like literally impossible to cycle outside anyway, which is, I don't do treadmills. I don't do indoor um, cycling situations either. So it's like, is that an option to just take a year or two off and cycle as much as I can? And when it's just terrible, terrible weather, find something else to do. Yoga, calisthenics, I don't know. So it's, it's creeping into my mind. And some of you may be thinking, why is this something, why is this a podcast topic, Scott? Because it's a big deal. I've been a runner for 30 years. A little over 30 years like with basically no breaks of significance, no, without a break for more than a month. That's a long time. That's a lot of miles. I don't even want to try to calculate it because it's, it's been all over the place. 15 years ago, 20 years ago, I was doing 50, 60, 70 mile weeks in season, you know, spring and fall. And then I just maintained over the summer and uh, and I usually my fall back in South Carolina would run deep into the winter in terms of racing and I have like a month reset and it'd start all over again because by the time May rolled around you don't want to be racing much after that because it gets it's just too damn hot but um, so anyway so it'd be, it'd be really difficult to calculate how many miles but thousands and thousands and thousands of miles on my body of, of running and 
So would a complete reset help? But this is what I mean when I said at the beginning that it is kind of a personal thing. Not like it's personal, like I don't want to share it, like it's a secret, but more that it's so different for everybody. You know, I know personally plenty of people that have never stopped running. They've been a runner their whole life, 50 plus years. Some of them doing, I have a specific person in mind, some of them doing more mileage now than they've ever done. You know, and then again, I know people that started later in life and I know people that had a similar story to mine and burned out even earlier than I'm talking about. Me burning out. So, I just, it's just tough. Like it's tough to, it's tough to even say I want to take time away, but the, but again, coming back to the beginning, today's performance was just, it was embarrassing for me. And again, props to the people who showed up, props to the people that did well. Great race. Happy for you. But it's hard to watch some of those people be have dominant performances over me. It's not that I'm too prideful. I just, it's just like, what happened? How did I get here? That sort of a thing. And I feel like until I can pinpoint that answer, I don't want to keep trying. It sounds like I'm giving up. I don't want to keep, uh, I want to keep putting myself in, in, I don't want to keep putting myself in a position for abject failure because it's just going to keep beating up my, the psyche, I guess, my emotional and mental image of who I am as an athlete, specifically as a runner. And, you know, look, if the reality is what I'm describing, great. Like, I'm okay with that. There's nothing I can do about it. But those words are exactly the other side of it. I feel like it's very possible there is something that I can do about it. I just don't know what the right thing is. I feel like I'm trying all sorts of things to, again, like reset my body. And none of them are working. I mean, literally, I tried new shoes. You know, many of you know, my brother keeps bouncing around all the national shoe companies. And I, pretty much everywhere he goes, I try the shoes that he can get me at a cheap, at a huge discount. Um, in the, the most recent one he, he's working for, he got me a pair of those shoes. I heard very good things about them. Uh, and they're, they're fine. They're, they're doing fine for me. But, and I don't know why I thought shoes would solve my problem. You know, you had COVID twice, get some new shoes. Um, but uh, they've, they've not made a difference. Um, they're perfectly fine. I like them. They're good trainers. I'll keep wearing them for the foreseeable future until I need a new pair. But uh, yeah, that didn't really, that wasn't the magic bullet. Let's just say, not that I realistic, realistically thought that it would be. So anyway, it's just a struggle. It's, uh, it is important to me and it is personal to me and I don't know what the right answer is. So if any of you guys out there have any thoughts or suggestions or if you're of similar age to me and maybe you've gone through the same thing, that'd be fantastic. Um, you know, hit me up, thebropodnetwork at gmail.com, thebropodnetwork at gmail.com. Or if you know me, just hit me up. You know, get in touch with me. Facebook, cell phone, 
your coworker, whatever. Um, but yeah, it's just, it's tough, man. It's tough for, for many, many years. And still to this day, if someone said, use a word to describe yourself, runner is very high on the list, top three. Um, so to, to have the result I did today and, and just knowing where I am and where I've come from with my running, it's just a challenge, man. It's just tough. It's really tough to kind of go through day by day. And look, I, I get it. And the wife had to remind me of this several times today. I get it. I was sick. Like, that probably cost me several minutes, literally, of my 5K time. I do believe that. Because I'm going to tell you, the gun, again, no real gun, but the guy said, go. I took off instinctively as a racer. That's what you do. Because <coughs> it, it, it was a typical cross-country start, like a big open field in front of you. The guy said, set, go. I took off probably at 6.15 pace, I would guess. <coughs> Actually, I haven't looked at the data on my watch, but something way too fast for what I had any thought, hope, and dream that I would finish in. And, uh, I mean, 150 yards in, I was like, what am I doing? I can't maintain even a fraction of this pace. What? How dumb am I? And I'm not afraid to admit it. A couple times throughout the race, I was like, I'm going to drop out. I'm either going to drop out, I'm going to have to walk at some point. I never did. I came very close several times. Uh, but I, I, this, this is ridiculous. I can't do this. I'm not going to make this. And uh, I didn't. I, I, I mean, I did. I made it. I didn't walk. But boy, did I have to slow down in order to prevent myself from walking. And very quickly, it was a, it was a three-loop course. You did 1K and then a 2K and a 2K loop uh, around this park. And by the time I started the first 2K loop, I was by myself. Like, there was nobody in front of me that I could see. I mean, I, I could see them, I guess, in the long stretches. But and the people behind me were way behind me. And that made it even worse. Like, at least give me something to shoot my sights on, you know? Like, and I wouldn't even try to catch them at the end. Like, just something that I can cast my, my, my rod and reel, like, shoot my hook out there and try to grab onto them. But there was none of that, so... Uh, it was tough. It was uh, it was humbling to say the least, and uh, hopefully, I never have an experience like that again. Whether I ever race again or not, obviously, yet to be determined. But if I do, and it, it starts to look like it's going to be that sort of experience, I will drop out. Because, to the best of my recollection, and I'm talking hundreds of races over my running career, I only dropped out once. And I dropped out of that race because I legitimately had a broken Achilles. This was seven or eight years ago living here as an ultramarathon. <clears throat> 32-mile race. It was a 16-mile loop and then another 16-mile loop. I finished the first loop and I was like, I, I'd walked the last three miles. I was like, I'm never going to finish this. It's going to take me another five hours to finish this. Because I was hobbling walking. I wasn't like, you know, mall walking, walking. I was struggling to walk. So, um, so I didn't add to that list. I only have the one DNF on my record and I'm proud of that. 
um, I take that that's that's the one positive I take from this morning as I seriously considered dropping out a couple different times. But I said, no, I can finish this. I can do it. So moral victory, I suppose. In any event, thanks everybody for listening. I appreciate it. I also appreciate, I especially appreciate rather you listening through my uh, stupid raspy voice, but it's just evidence of my uh, sickness. So um, yeah, next week, Todd and I will almost certainly do a regular pod. We got a lot to talk about. NBA season starting. Uh, it'll probably be our Halloween spectacular because Halloween is a week from this coming Tuesday. So this upcoming week we'll record. We'll do all the Halloween stuff. And uh, yeah, then back to normal schedule. So. Again, thanks for listening. And until next time, everybody. Boom.